You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bisexual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend and lover. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. And that is how we do an intro. That's positive. Thank you. Now we're going to make out. Great. I'll play. Let's go. All right. I don't know if I can deal with the beard, though, all over my My mic fell off. I would like you to shave... I'll shave. Aaron, do you have a razor? Was that uh, was that your mic that fell off, or are you happy to see me? I don't even know. Is that your? Does that work? Say it again. Yeah. Is that your mic that? Because it went it went down. Yeah. 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 Is that? Well, would I be happy to see you? Yeah. I, mic, think, I can't I think touch when, my mic. I think when you're happy to see me, you how's this for the audio? <laughs> are less um, excited. You're just happy. Right. So you're saying I have backwards boner? Yeah. 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 I'm from like the planet Bonus. Where it's different here. When we're turned on, our dicks are limp. And when we're I can't, regular, our dicks are hard. I can't. Your earthlings are telling me that your penises are soft when you're not ready to I screw? I can't listen to any penis talk because I live with a 12-year-old. So please don't do it near me when I'm... I'm from Planet Bonus. Because all I hear is boner talk. We penis. fuck flaccid here. Penis, penis, boner, boner. That's all it it's is. It's like trying to open a car door with a piece of cooked spaghetti. That's what fornicating is to us on bonus. And called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, rounds of flames. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. A- action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. We like to laugh. We really do. We like to laugh. Yeah. Um, hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. 
Um, so a little shout out. We lost a great American hero, uh, Colin Powell. Today, obviously very sad. Um, if you listen to this podcast and you think he was a great hero, you're not listening hard enough. <laughs> I better Look, start listening because to me, he's... Colin Powell helped cover up ridiculous. the My Lai massacre. That was part of what he did, and that's how he moved ahead in um, the military. Sure. And then he lied us into war, and he knew at the time he was lying. A lot of people are like, no, he didn't know. He fucking... Everybody knew he was lying us into war. We, Those of us who are anti-war were like, no, those things he's saying are totally false. He went to the UN. He lied us into a war. It's a, it doesn't matter how nice. There's this weird disconnect where everyone's like, yeah, but he's so nice. And he's such well, a respectable man. Well, you, can, you can be a respectable man and be a fucking horrible person. What we were saying before is like that it uh, is the bar is so low. So low. That when a war criminal apologizes, we're like, that, we need more of that. Yeah, the we apology need more part. of this guy. We need. Uh, but it yeah. feels like the show was lighter when we were talking about Planet Bonus. Yeah, well, I mean, I just had to, I just, people just kept sending me stuff today. And I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. He's terrible. Made the case. Well, just everyone and everyone's like he's. It's like John McCain. These are bad people, guys. We got to figure Did out. Did someone the bad make the are. case that he was terrible by holding up a vial of his ashes for you? <laughs> they should. I would love that. May twelfth, nineteen twenty-four, year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Great, great time. And our Lord. Uh, uh, oh God, who's the Mormon uh, gentleman? Joseph Smith. Jo- and our Lord Joseph Smith. Smith. Yes. Smith, Smith, Smith Jimmy Smith. Smithums. The Mormons worship Jimmy Smiths, right? <laughs> That's right. I found a bunch of plates. Jimmy Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Meacham was born into a Mormon family near Salt Lake City in Mountain Home, Utah. Okay. Is this the story of Mormon? Mormans. The Marvel Mormon character. So Mormans. His father was a farmer. They had uh, six other kids. His mother made the family clothes, and they bartered for goods. So she made the magic underwear. She made the underwear and the shirts and the magic pants. Yeah. They, how many magic things do they have? I think it's just the undergarments are magic. Because, yeah, when God plucks you out of your clothes, he's like, not nude, you're not. That's right. And then he takes you in your magic clothes. And Undies. Puts you in, yep. He calls them panties. He picks you up by the back. Yeah, but You're you, coming with me. You chose right. God calls them panties, magic panties. I love your panties. Nice earth panties. Um, they what grew- are you wearing? <clears throat> it's God. I know it's late. No, I heard. <laughs> I'm so upset. What are, you, are you up? I don't want to. I what just are you want wearing? To, I'm trying to sleep. You got on those magic panties from Earth? No, I'm I'm just wearing uh, pajamas. I'm just in the toga, sandals, got oh. a little beard wax in. Okay, well, that's what it always is. So. Are you having trouble sleeping? No, yeah. Do you think it would help well, if you put on your-, your magical Earth panties? No. Why don't we meet up? I don't want to meet up. Let's dress each other in your stuff. Let's take off your stuff and see if I fit in it because I'm so much bigger. Wait. Ah, oh, me hey, am I turned on. <laughs> Frank, is that you? Huh? Frank, are you in my crawl space? This is the Lord. Frank! This is the Lord. Do you, can I have some Gatorade? <laughs> so thirsty. Uh, they grew crops. They had 25 cows. Evan and his brother milked the cows every day. Uh-huh. Feels uh, like sinning. See, oh, she now loved see it. see if a lady did this to our peckers, the Lord would judge her. Jeez. <laughs> hmm. uh, his senior class had 30 students. Okay. So, so not a lot. Those. Sure. 
Uh, his siblings had moved out by the time he was a senior, so he missed his fall term in high school because he was harvesting. Okay. Yeah. Which I happens. wish I God, I wish I could have used that excuse. Yeah. Uh, I was harvesting. Oh, no problem. Take a seat, boy. Uh, well, you missed a lot about algebra, but if you were out there harvesting, what I can we... Yeah. Shucking the wheat. Shucking the wheat, were you? Yes. Right. In other words, the wheat was shucked by you. I shucked it. All right. Well, I don't see any red flags here. Okay. We're going to walk through the basics of algebra. Okay. This is where I stop talking and you begin again. Okay. I'm out of algebra, vamp. <laughs> Uh, so the family sold most of the cows when he went to Utah State Agricultural College because no one was there to milk them except his mom and she couldn't, you know, handle it at all. Just a woman's hands are never utterless in this house. Uh, I would just keep them in the house and you can squeeze them as you do other stuff. Right, sure. You'd be looking for like a Flintstones kitchen? Well, instead of getting rid of them, instead of getting rid of them, you just have a, you, like, like if you're doing, like you're doing the dishes, you a couple of squirts. Sure. Go back to doing the couple. Clearly, squares. someone who's done a lot of dishes in that I time. I am cow squeezing. <laughs> you ain't gonna soapy up that. You can't have a sudsy utter hand. Yeah, you can. They like that. They like a clean utter. <sighs> That's the penis, Dave. It's less uh, slippery. That's you the. Have... You brought the men in. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Whatever, as long as I get the juice. <laughs> And my milk curdled. 1943, he joined the Air Force and he flew reconnaissance in World War II until he was shot down, captured, interrogated, and held for 22 days. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so he married his high school sweetheart while he was recuperating, Florence Lambert. Sure. Uh, they were married in the Salt Lake Temple while he was on leave. Okay. Um, his father died that year. In 1947, he went to Arizona State University and sold cars part time. Okay. In 1950, with his savings and a loan from his mom, he bought a Pontiac dealership in Ahoy. It's just, uh, like, I always think, but, I mean, we've gone through so, but the idea of ever being able to do that in the world we live in now is just, like, it's, like, not possible. No, it's not possible at all. And, look, it was a very small car dealership. It was just, like, a garage, but it was still a dealership. But, um, yeah, no, you can't do that now. And the Native Americans must be so happy with the testament Yes. Of Pontiac. Yes. Yeah. We made this car for you. We do that. We have the Braves and, yeah. uh, and the it's National just League. The thank you. That's yeah. just, we, we never, are we never gracious, stop giving. We are gracious. Yeah. Even in our taking, we yeah, are gracious. Uh, absolutely. Pat, pat ourselves on the back. Thank well you. done, White. Thank well you. Well done, White. Thank you. So the locals were mostly Latino mine workers okay. at the time. Evan said he sold them, quote, Mexican Cadillacs. Sure. Okay, great, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, took me a second, but now I'm fully processed, mm-hmm. and all right. He made enough money to buy the Pontiac dealership in Glendale. Ooh, the big one. So that's a much bigger town. He appeared in his own TV ads. He was one of those guys, uh-huh. car dealer in the TV ads. I talked to Jesus Christ himself this morning, and he assured me each one of these Pontiacs is brought to you by God. Get a little bit of God's eyedroppers in each one of these male motors. Come on down to Glendale Pontiac. We're bigger. What's wait, better? Wait, you got wait, a question? Wait, wait, wait. You said huh? male. Uh... That's right. He's put a male tear. Huh? Huh? You said a... I'm in the middle of something right now. I'll be real. I have about 30 seconds to cut these. You move, You sold the. It was cars first, and Each then it got into Pontiac, a, huh? And well, the ad it was a cars first. It is still a car and ad. And then it got into a weird boner 
Not a bone. Nobody said anything about a bone. We are live right now. You said There's nothing about a motor in each one of these motors. God has not put his wang in any of these motors. No, no, no. On the contrary, each one of these motors is filled with a little bit of God's blood. Each Pontiac comes with pistons stimulating each other, and they got God's blood in them. That's right. You don't need oil changes in this car because you got a drop of God's blood. Come on down to Glendale Pontiac. My name's Evan. I had 25 cows growing up. Fuck this guy off camera who talked about boners. What, the last part? Man, you really... Don't come around when we shoot these anymore. <laughs> uh, he was very active in the uh, LDS church. At uh, 28, 1952, Evan ran for the Arizona House of Representatives oh boy, as a, a Republican. Oh, here we go. And he lost. Okay, okay. And then he ran for the state Senate in 1960, and he won. Okay. Now, there were only four Republicans in the 28-seat Senate in Arizona at the time. Wow, okay. Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. A higher-up Republican Party member said Evan was a, quote, crappy legislator. Okay. So uh, he runs uh, – so his campaign was anti-socialist, and he talked about a lot about how Christian he was. Like, that was mostly what the campaign was. Sure. Which is very similar to today, and that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of young women started following him, and they were nicknamed uh, Machemets. The Machemets, yeah, Machemets. I guess Machemets. He's he's Evan Machem. So sure. there were the, they were called the Machemets. It's terrible. I know. How about the Evan Harem? Uh, okay, that's well. Harem Harem gives the impression that these the fucking them all the time. These are just like no. fans. No, like Raiderettes. <laughs> okay, sure. They don't get fucked at all. In, in the, <laughs> Quite a distinction we have going on. In the primary, uh, so he's running for state senate. In the primary, Evan spread rumors that his opponent had an illegitimate child. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, I just, yeah. it's. And he won the primary, which was a huge upset. And then he ran against a very old Democrat incumbent who uh, was, who was he was like 85, hospitalized at one point during I'll, the campaign. I'll show him who's got a, a group of women who follow him around. You don't. You ain't Those are seen, nurses. You, you ain't seen a group of women follow those, me around unless you come into my hospital. Those are all, those are nurses. Every, well. every, and I'll t- they don't leave my side. They, wanna, they don't leave my side. You're going to die. Because they believe (coughs) in what I'm doing so strongly. What are you doing? Governing from the left, you idiot. (laughs) Now, you think, watch this. I hit this button. They come running in. You have that with your measurements? Ooh, la, li, la. I don't think so. Oh, God almighty, there's a... A lot of blood coming out of me right now. I've never wanted. I'll show you. I've never wanted anyone to die more. Ah, uh, uh, even if I, oh, mm, I'm seeing the light, must not go there for, must be to heaven, Matrim, instead, Lord, I feel, oh, oh I must. Uh, Take on true form. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, Evans' campaign started the rumor that the Democrat was dead and it was being hidden. Uh, it still didn't Jesus work. He Christ. lost. Wow, that is really like 
Uh, that, I mean, that, because uh, we deal now in things where it is so hard sometimes to even prove these things mm-hmm. because they're just so invented or bizarre. Yeah. But that's a pretty one to disprove. That's all, yeah. And this guy is just like, see, I'm here. All right. Well, we, did, <laughs> we know who the liar is in the campaign. Uh, so Evan Vote was. Vote me, not dead yet. <laughs> that's my slogan. So Evan was a John Bircher. We haven't covered the John Birchers yet, but they're very, very far right wing group. Cool. Um, very influential of like all the right wingers we have today. Great. Uh, he said Eisenhower was a communist and Nixon was a huge liberal. Oh my god! Oh no. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things Nixon did where you could, be, yeah. But uh, you could argue uh, today Evan would be considered a Demo- um, Nixon would be considered a Democrat. I mean, right. honestly, a lot of the Demo- EPA, a lot of a lot of those Democrats are on that same care. sort of yeah, right. yeah, right. yeah. Right. I mean, it's there's some similar stuff there. Uh, Evan took voice lessons to help his campaign skills. Me, 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 me. A fellow student called him, quote, a cold removed person. He seems as if he lives in mothballs. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1964, Evan announced his candidacy for an open U.S. Senate seat. Okay. Wow. And then the governor jumped into the race. The governor of Utah. Uh, of of, of uh, uh, Arizona. Arizona. Sorry. So Evan dropped out and ran for governor instead. Weird move. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when someone cuts you off in traffic and you're like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to your lane. <laughs> yeah. Show you how good you had it. Um, Evan put out, put out a, he would always put out fact sheets whenever he ran and he would drop them at Republican voters houses. Okay. Uh, so he put out a fact sheet attacking his fellow Republican. He said Arizona had fallen into, quote, the category of unclean states of the nation. So he's attacking the previous governor and the guy he's running against at the same time. Right. Party leaders are furious. Evan loses the primary, and then he supports the Democrat in the general election. Wow. Okay. And then he went back to his dealership, uh, and he just was... (laughs) That's quite a bold exit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everybody. I'll show you. Uh, He goes back to his dealership. He's there for like 10 years. And in eighteen, and, and then he gets the bug again. Yeah. And in nineteen seventy four, he runs again for governor. Right. Now, the Republic, which is the big newspaper, wrote that Evan now had a toupee and looked a lot better. You can throw up the picture of him now. Um, so <laughs> they're like, weird, "Oh, look, he's got a toupee. He's he got looks, a toupee. It's way better." <laughs> yeah, he look. He doesn't look as shitty. He looks he's, like a human uh, human person. He's got a okay. So he comes in second in the primary, and then he runs again in nineteen seventy eight. Against a very popular politician, and this time he uses he uses his car commercials to campaign, and he'd yell about inflation for most of it, and then at the end it'd be like, "And he, get a Pontiac." Wait a second, he would. So he was like, "Well, I can't afford to make my own political ads, and I do already have this platform where I have to make my car ads." Yes. So what I should do is just do a sweet combination. Yeah. For too long, for too long, the liberal Democrats have been trying to give away social programs, playgrounds, medical, everything. It's unbelievable. We need somebody who's going to drastically come in and change, put money back in your pockets. The problem isn't big government. The problem isn't small government. The problem is government. That's who's trying to get away. By the way, this weekend, we've got the lowest APR financing of the entire year. Come on down. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas down at Glendale Pontiac. Uh, I think I'm going to get a Ford. Ah. <laughs> and vote Democratic. That's exactly the opposite of the message. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. My name's Evan Meacham, and I'm running for Republican seats again. Uh, Speaking so, of seats, leather interior? Mm-mm-mm. Don't mind if I do-do-do. 
So he puts out his fact sheets again. Um, this time he wins the GOP primary. And everybody in the Republican Party is just shocked. They're like, I can't believe this guy fucking won. Okay. Right. Imagine. Um, yeah. And he still attacked Republicans as much as Democrats. Okay. He lost, but it was a lot closer than anyone thought it would be. Okay. And in 1982, he ran again. He conceded in a car commercial. Yeah. It was a tough fought campaign. I had so much help along the way. My wife and a lot of my supporters, people who were working the phones, knocking on those doors, everything like that. Once again, come on down to Glendale Pontiac this weekend. We got some great savings for you guys. Thank you so much for all your help and support. <laughs> so he wrote, uh, he wrote a pamphlet called Come Back America and dropped it at Republican houses. He's very much a Reagan Republican sure. and even more like he, he's like, get rid of the EPA, get rid of like, he's like that one of those guys, right. which we now know is normal. A great here. decision. Uh, so no one cares about him. He's running. No one cares. There was a public forum with the three other candidates. No one asked Evan a question. He just stand there the whole time. Okay. Um, he lost. Okay. In 1986, Burton Barr runs for governor. It's a big, big popular politician. The Republic paper ran a huge two-part story on how awesome he was, and only one man was brave enough to run against him. Uh-oh. Evan Meacham. Here we go. Barr ignores him completely. Evan's main advisor said, quote, it's not socially acceptable in some circles to admit you're voting for Evan Meacham. Okay. Wow. He sent fact sheets to Republicans again, and Republicans this time came out hard against Evan. And Barr ran a shit campaign. Okay. Uh, tons of money was spent. No one knew how it had been spent, what it was spent on. They just, everyone just assumed he was the guy. Right. He was going to win. Uh-huh. It rained on primary day, lowest turnout in decades, and Evan won 54 to 46%. Wow. Even though they all hated him, the Republican Party now got behind Evan. <laughs> That's so strange. So now it's... <laughs> It's a Republican that everyone hates against a Dem, and then an independent Dem jumps into the race. Oh, boy. So it's a Dem, an independent, and an independent Dem, and Evan just sits back and watches them attack each other. This is before he wins? This, this is the pri- He won the primary. Right. Now he's, now oh, he's now he's in the general, general election. Okay, right. Okay, so he lets the two fight each other, and he just sits back. And Reagan endorses him. Okay. He gets a picture Big. with Reagan. Sure. Evan took a 300... I'm excited. <laughs> 300,000... It's me from earlier <laughs> in the hospital. I don't know where It I was am. me, Ronald Reagan, the whole time. Evan took a $300,000 campaign loan from a prominent, prominent Republican family, and that ran out quick. And then a guy working on the campaign, Horace Lee Watkins, said he knew two guys who, under certain conditions, would give him a line of credit of $600,000. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is, again, the Christian Mormon character. Yeah, very religious. Um, Evan then went and assured them uh, their involvement would be kept confidential. No one would know they gave him a loan. (laughs) I like that he's like, don't worry. I'm not going to mess up your reputation as loan sharks. It's really understandable. You guys can gab about me all you want. I want to protect you guys. That's what matters to me, okay? They're developers. Okay. If you can imagine them being bad. right. Evan's brother, Willard, opened a new bank account, and the two men wired the money in, and then a check was written from that account into the campaign account. Okay. And then Evan never reported it. Okay, and that is legal. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not what, legal, actually. Of course it's not. It's amazing what, um, you know, it's like, it's one thing to be, to be religious and to be, like, led by the, you know, tenements of... Uh, you know, your 
whatever scripture it is or whatever. It's another thing to believe that you are so chosen by this person in the clouds who has a beard and mandals uh, that you can do anything, that you can like break the laws that are supposed to be part for of the, the system. Good of God. Yes, but it's like it's an asterisk if it's like, but I will be serving what God right. wants, so I'm allowed to bend the rules. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what a lot of them think. Right. Uh, so not one paper endorses Evan. He loved not getting the endorsements of uh, the biggest paper, the Republic. Quote, since I have no respect for the basic integrity of the Republic, it would be inappropriate for me to accept their endorsement. I am the one who cannot be controlled. I am the man of the people. Okay. I'm not going to talk about Trump because it's too easy. You should only say it now because it's... Really? It's... (laughs) His car dealership was put on probation. Even if they did endorse me, I would not be okay with it, so... His car dealership was put on probation by the Arizona Car Dealers Association. I mean, is that... Who the hell even knew that was a thing? (laughs) You're on car probation. Because he never responded to one ethics complaint. He had, like, over 35 or something, and he never... He was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. The Independent uh, was leading... So the independent candidates ahead. Uh-huh. But then 10 days before the election, he said school boards weren't effective because housewives served on them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, what? That's like you're five miles ahead in a marathon. You're like, yeah, I'm going to cut my own Achilles. See how I do without that. There we go. Oh, that's tough. That's harder. He also said public schools gave kickbacks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was cocky. He had that front runner like, yeah, I'm in charge. So a lot of people didn't even vote. Uh Uh-huh. And Evan Meacham won. Okay. He was now the governor of Arizona. Wow. On inauguration day, the president of the Mormon church sat next to Evan. Wow. Good Lord. So he's their guy. During the ball, Evan walked between two long lines of the National Guard. It felt like a coronation. Mm Mm-hmm. His support came from Mormons, old people, and John Birchers. uh, Evan believed God had brought him to reform Arizona. Yeah, see, it's it's this. It's I I keep thinking about the biblical thinking of like, it's such a bummer that the like, you know, the idea is that some point there will be fire and carnage and all these things because it's like. If that's where you think we're headed and that's right. the that's can, the end game, you're like excited to get there. Yeah, you can make it happen. Uh, so he ran on rescinding the previous governor's executive order of creating a paid holiday for Martin Luther King Jr. Wow. Of all the fucking things. Quote, it doesn't have anything to do with race or with Martin Luther King. It does. Uh, what? He's him getting him getting rid of it. it has nothing to do with Martin oh. Luther King or race. <laughs> it's just another reason. Yeah. Uh, what about Columbus Day? No, that one's great. That one's good. That season was awesome. Uh, it, <laughs> most Arizonans were against a MLK holiday, and Evan believed MLK was a womanizing commie. Quote: <laughs> He is perhaps no more worthy or more unworthy than a lot of people in the country. It's just so he says it's not about MLK and then he attacks MLK. Well, and it's also that it's like, you know, again, I mean, it's these things that are when it when it becomes culture war shit, it's just like, yeah, you know what? It really doesn't take a lot to stoke that fire. But how about dealing with some of these enormous issues? But it's like, no, of course not. I'll just do the thing that makes them be like, yeah. 
He's like me. Yeah. Not racist, but just believes that the man who led the civil rights movement should not be, uh, you should not be paid to have that day off. That shouldn't be a day nope. off. It's nothing to do with race. No, it's just. It's nothing uh, to do with race. It's the holiday. It has nothing to do. We don't need another holiday. I'll be honest. I was unaware that Martin Luther King was black. I didn't so know you're the either. One, you're the one who's bringing race into this. Yeah. Because I didn't even, to me, that I thought he was a white man. I did, too. You say that he's, well, then I, I, we both I mean, I guess that. Um, I'm from Arizona also. Yes. Uh, well, okay. I mean, now that I know I'm not going to allow race to change my opinion about something. You shouldn't. I would hate, that's what I'm being accused of so doing. So why don't you want the holiday? Martin Luther King Jr. holiday? Yeah. I won't honor juniors. That's fair. It's not. I didn't know give you had me a good the senior. Yeah. Give me that's who I honor. Yeah. But even then, if you pitch Martin Luther, the, the Martin Luther King Jr.'s father, I have an issue with that, though. Oh. Yeah. There's an issue with that. The- you can't have days named after people uh-huh. with three names. Okay. It's so confusing, and I just think King. What is this a monarchy? What and I'm like, kind of going like, how does that even? So this guy was a king? Do you mean King Martin Luther? Because then I'm going like, wait, are you talking about like, like, a, like England? I'm like, kind of like, why are we celebrating in English? So do you see what I'm saying? Like, no. it's just, okay. So, so I, again, I just found out that this guy is a black man. I did not know that. Uh-huh. So let me just, it, to me, it's just the names. It's very, it's a he very, was very, he was very well known. You didn't know he was. I've heard of, absolutely. I've heard of him. And I think the things he did were great. I just, the, again, it's like. So you're the king of the Martin Luther's? Like, who are they? Like, oh, you're king of Lutheran? I no, just I got that. It doesn't. It's make, so it's wordy and confusing. It's not. So we're just gonna not make that a holiday, okay? And um, and 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 then people still work, you know, because it's so confusing. And then I think we do like a simple day, like I'm. I do, we celebrate, you know, I don't know, like a potluck. Um, no, no, I'm just thinking of a person, like a. You know, a Scott Bayo. I don't know. I mean, we do Scott Bayo Day. I'm not even. I'm not even saying it's him, but that's know. a name that I go boom. That's a that's a poppy. Yeah, it's not a confusing name. It's not a confusing name. It's a. This is a bad place. Well, I don't know what to tell. I'm just. Yeah. I'm shooting you straight here. I just because no, you tried to bring race into it. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Okay, you make a good argument. Thank you. So Evan goes to meet with black leaders in Arizona. Um, he's a dick. He said to them, quote, some of, my, some of my best friends are black. I mean, there are just. <laughs> I hope that word has gotten out that that's fully not. Because I still feel like. It, they, people still say shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, the like there's still like cr- absolute. Cr- no, I go to the gym. There's black guys there. Uh, I'm, yeah, uh, I remember I know when black Mitt guys. Romney took a picture with like six black people and said, Who let the dogs out? <laughs> it was like, What is happening? He was like, I know what black people sing. <laughs> uh, high school students wrote him 81 letters about the holiday, and Evan wrote back, quote, I can tell from the tone of your letters that your studies concerning his life and times have been somewhat less than objective. <laughs> I, I, can you imagine, like, can you imagine because of, because of his personal life that, yeah. that that's what you take it. And yeah. again, Columbus. Uh, no. So you're just like, <laughs> how are you able to bridge? How is how did nobody stop that argument dead in its tracks? Yeah, I mean, having a Columbus holiday is like having a murder rape holiday, and just like being like, that's a good one. 
Martin Luther King. What I don't like is Martin Luther King kind of rocked Columbus's boat a little bit. A little so, bit. A little bit. So Evan wasn't exactly a deep thinker. He said Arizona should solve it water issues by running a pipe up from the Sea of Cortez, which is difficult because the Sea of Cortez is both in Mexico and it's salt water. Yeah, the salt <laughs> thing was, uh, I was going to flag immediately. But how great would it be if instead of the oil pipelines, like pipe three, that they're like, instead of those, if there were water pipelines oh, no, that took the snow it's 100%, from places and brought it's it It's 100% other... clearly what we should be doing right, right now. But instead we're like, oil! They're, they're talking about infrastructure, and you're like, yeah, there's very clear infrastructure we need to build right now. You want to you know, save Phoenix? Yeah. Oil pipe. Get some fucking water pipe. Oil pipe. Going. Um, so reporters heard that Evan's portrait had been put over the state seal in the lobby of the... Or, or, or. Um, <laughs> so... So pulling some big. They asked the press secretary. It's a rebrand. They asked the press secretary, and he's like, "That's not true. That that's not a thing." And then the reporters like, "Well, let's see. No, we can prove it. No, no, no. And We're so not going to go see." He goes over and takes it off, and it was covering the seal. <laughs> that's a early. These early moves. Just are that not... that moment where he moves the picture, and it's just like, oh, huh? What are you? <laughs> Okay, I guess he did do it. Is there any more questions? Uh, Everyone on the radio and announced, quote, the church I belong to does not allow homosexuals to participate under any circumstances. (laughs) So the very next day, a Good Morning America segment was going to be taped with school children and Evan, and it was canceled when a member of his staff told the crew to move the black children away from the governor. Oh, my God. Hey, I like... Hey, can we revisit what? Martin Luther King Jr. Day now? Uh, I like what I like what's happening here with him and the kids and great, stuff. Great, great. Yeah, we feel like it's, can we it, get it's more, a good... Can we get it's more... Good. It really shows him yeah. as in this kind of paternal... Yeah, yeah. It just feels really like around him, him there should be more white. Yeah, no, you know sorry, I mean? sorry, white sorry, children. sorry, 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 the, sorry. The problem is, is I that... I don't think the, that that's... If, if I, I'm black, not, we're not going to make... I don't even want to have the conversation. If the Black children are. Near I don't even him. want to have the conversation. It's uh, it's bad for his image. Yeah, no, that's a bad. I guess maybe he should change his image. That's not a a thing. And so we just want to get them. Some of these out. kids can't hear you, so we would rather. Can they be outside? Who? But what is the point? How and then just they all, won't even be on film. All white they won't kids be filmed. around. Him. It feels like it's a bad representation. He's a Mormon. I understand that, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a thing. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're. Going to we canceled this right? We did. Okay, yeah. we're going to cancel this. Okay, um, just because of what you said uh, is crazy. Okay, it's just like you know, there's stuff people say, and they're you know, like I remember him saying that some of his friends are black, yeah. which is you know, it's not true. a good, not a good look. It's true. Uh, please shut up. It's not a good away. look. They're, they stand it, away. I again, that's not what uh, a friendship is. Yeah. But uh, but this is so really awful that mm-hmm. we're actually going to have to, uh, we can't have you or him around the kids. Mm-hmm. Isn't that totally crazy? That is totally crazy. We let priests talk to these kids yeah. and you and he were not going to let near them. Did you understand? Isn't 
that. I, I swear to God, listen. Did if you the understand the situation, though? He's white and they're black? I'm very aware of the point you you're making. That. It's just okay. such a terrible thing that I kind of don't even know what to do. Well, he won. I kind of, like I don't give he's a shit. Popular. I kind of don't know what to do. Like, as someone who, like, works, uh-huh. like, I'm like, should I even bother work? Should I show up for jobs anymore? Yeah. Or maybe the thing to do is to just pull the, the bed out from the couch in the living room, uh-huh. just get a bunch of that nacho cheese sauce, and just kill myself with uh-huh. it. Just end it all. Just because, what's the point? Why go further? Why li- why not just drown in cheese sauce when humans like you and here walking around making discernments like this so casually are you, and unprovoked? Are you moving, and unprovo- are you moving them or no? I, no we're not, the but the kids? shoot is not happening. How much more clear can I make that? There are no kids that are going to be around you. I personally am just right now wondering, do I want to just drive in my car until it runs out of gas? And then I'll just walk till I run out of gas. And that's kind of just where I'm at. Because I'm like, this whole conversation has just ruined my brain. Like, my brain is, I came in here, like, ready to do this. Like, I'd line the kids up. But now I'm sort of like, you know what matters? Just being done. You know? I don't want to know that you and I have the same organs in the same spots. The governor doesn't like it when you come here and put your values on Arizona. I think of what you said to me. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. So people are already talking recall. We're like a couple weeks in. Sure. Evan hired former uh, state rep John Bircher and now lobbyist Donna Carlson to be his go-between with the legislature. <laughs> it's amazing that he hires John Bircher and a lobbyist, and you're like, that's No, fine. no, she was all those things. She was a former oh. John Bircher. Oh, that's cool. So she's a multi-hyphenate. Rep. That's cool. She's a lobbyist. She was now the state leader uh, who— of the organization trying to stop the Equal Rights Amendment. She later said... How do you, like... It's amazing because it keeps happening where the indefensible, like, they're like, well, no, here's why. Yeah. But, like, this is like... She's now, like, a life coach in uh, Colorado or something. Like, it's hilarious. That's cool. So she later said Evan uh, believed he secured office by divine right. Yeah. And this should be a flag. For a lot of people. Now, one of Evan's big thing is... We think that God picks governors, <laughs> and that should not be considered crazy. It's not. Well, uh, there's a big majority that want that. Thank not you. majority, but there's a big group of people that want that. That's right, because that's how the Lord works. Yeah. He picks football games on Sunday, his that's day right. off, and then he picks political candidates. Yeah, Don't does. be stupid about what he is and isn't. Uh, so Evan, one of Evan's big things was he wanted to roll back one cent of the sales tax. Which essentially is going to do nothing for people, no. but it would cost the state $320 million But that annually. take a penny, leave a penny thing yeah. will never be more flush with never copper. Never more. Well, it's not copper, but whatever it is. When Republicans tried to explain it wasn't worth it, he'd lose his shit. He'd yell, he'd swear, and he'd pound on tables. So he has, like, temper tantrums. Uh, is there any him, evidence of that? If you tell him that he, something he, he doesn't want to hear. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So they realize he... He was going to lose his temper, and when he did lose his temper, he got his way. Like, that became very obvious. It's good, and it's good to set that precedent where you're like, this is how you can get what you want. Now, Jesse Jackson came to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And he and the Surely governor— Surely this is going to be handled great. He and the governor were flying to a swearing-in of a Navajo tribal chairman, and Jackson took the time to talk to Evan about the MLK holiday— and after the conversation, he said, I think Evan got it. I think he understands, you know, how important it is. 
thank you for flying Placation Air. At Placation Air, whatever you've pitched Evan on, he's going to make you feel like he understood, and he didn't. Yeah, well, the next day, Evan said he was rescinding the MLK Day. He officially announced it wow. after talking to Jackson the next. No, he's. Oh, he's he's, he's killing not the rescinding holiday. his previous he's opinion. Rescinding the holiday, he's which still has been going set ahead. up. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. That feel. I was for a moment very. People in Evan's circle told reporters he relished doing it because the previous Democratic governor had created the holiday. So yeah, I mean it. I, it, it is. This is so replicated now in a way where it is just it is ridiculous. It's like how people feel like things are getting accomplished by un, by undoing. It's like, well, that means maybe the thing you want done isn't done. But now what's done? Nothing's done. Yeah, but they don't want anything done. I know, which is not it's not a great it's not a great uh, push. He appeared with a very sad Jesse Jackson at a press conference and said, quote, we don't have race problems in Arizona. Now, if Mr. Jackson could step a few (laughs) feet away from me, you're mucking up the whiteness. He said uh, he was not a bigot. And these these things you're not. It's like they are telling. You keep saying these things (laughs) that you're not. It's really uh. some point. It feels like you're saying it. Then on the Today Show, Evan told Jackson that he lacked moral leadership. Uh, the revenue of the state's biggest black church now called for a boycott against Arizona. Okay. Conventions and concerts were canceled. And Evan was like, perfect. Evan thought this would be a great time to ask for a list of all gays who were employed by the state of Arizona. Uh, wow. So he, while, <laughs> the idea that he's like, boy, it feels really good when everyone hates you. Let's start <laughs> cracking the gays. He said he had nothing special in mind. He just wanted the list. Yeah, of course not. Of course, right. Uh, I'm going to be a bit of a gay Santa this year. That's all that is. <laughs> a gay staff member immediately resigned. Evan also agreed. So he, he picked an appointee, and the appointee said that women having jobs leads to divorce. And I mean, they, what is going on? And they <laughs> asked him about that, and he said, quote, I believe that is a given fact. Oh, my God. <laughs> now... The word pickaninny had been used in a conservative book and someone brought it up and it became like a little bit of a thing. And then Evan got questioned about it. And he said, quote, as a boy growing up, blacks themselves referred to their children as pickaninnies. That was never intended to be an ethnic slur with anybody. He didn't understand why any black people would object to him saying this. I mean, it really it's. And then, see, are these not things I'm not I'm not I'm glad they're out in the open because it would it is better to know that. But would you not think that behind closed doors? I mean, you are, shouldn't because. Yeah. Like wouldn't someone I mean, no, I guess it's kind of Trump, too, because, because there's a world that people live in yeah. where they say these things and no one ever questions them because it's yeah. just people like them. But these aren't even dog whistles like these are dog sirens. Yeah, no, this guy clearly this lives a in dog, a world yeah. in which he is always racist and always sexist and always. And you surround and yourself and everybody around you. insulate yourself with the people who. It might say something about the Mormon church at this time. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Aaron, can we take a five minute break? <laughs> Turns out the book that had the word Piccaninny in it had been written by Evan's mentor. Oh, okay. So there we go. Now, Let me guess. A white man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a black house member goes on the floor, denounces Evan. Evan tells reporters he had used Piccaninny in a historical sense. Uh, uh, 
He said... I mean, you. Uh, there's a lot of terrible terms that you can make that argument for with that. Yeah. Well, you can use a well, words relevant, in a historical if you're, sense, if you're but he's that, not using it in historical sense. Yeah, of course sense. not. Yeah, it's right, in, right. No. But I mean, still, to be like, it was at one point a relevant term. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. stop. Yeah. Then he said he didn't understand why blacks objected to pick an any. So he's saying he uses it in historical sense, fine. but also like it's okay. Right. And he was angry, quote, I'm not a racist. I've got black friends. Oh. I employ black people. Oh, I stop, don't employ stop. them because they're a black. Huge, a huge hook is coming out, trying to wrap around him as he's still talking. I employed them Get the hook. Get because the hook. they are the best people hook who applied hook for the cotton picking job. Sweet God, get the fucking <laughs> hook around the guy's fucking neck. <laughs> oh, my God. And people are like, okay, well, uh, we're going to take a break. <sighs> so Piccadilly now becomes a national story. Oh, good. Now it's all over the country. Good. Evan replaced the incredibly respected state liquor superintendent. So the guy who's in charge of liquor revenue and all the liquor stuff. Hey, don't worry. I'm on top of everything. He picked an ex-cop, Alberto Rodriguez, okay. for the job. So Rodriguez walks into the superintendent's office moments after Evan fired him on the phone. So, like, literally, the, he hangs at the phone, and Roberts walks in, right, uh, Rod- Rodriguez walks in right there. How long until you <laughs> get your stuff out of here? Are you going to be a while? And then... Can you leave the plant? <laughs> they talk for a bit, and he goes, can I have your badge? May I please have Can your... I have the badge, the superintendent badge? Sucks that he badge. just did that to you. Can I have your badge? And then, <laughs> where did you get the stationery? Because I just want to change the header on a bunch of it. So the superintendent, Who makes the, the superintendent. Who should I talk to before you? I guess if I, I came to it's you, me and I need to way go. too early. I need to go. Anything I should know about the desk? Any drawers no, creak or not just, work or anything uh, like that? My stuff's in there. I need to get it out. Okay, yeah. get that stuff out. There's a box here. There's a grocer's box I put here. About this chair it looks a little imprinted. Is that you? Uh, You're a bigger fella. Okay, I'll probably need one with a little bit more of a. I gotta go. Me cushion to it. Bathroom. Again, if you don't want to talk about this stuff, I don't. I can. Where is it? And uh, is, there, is there a private Open one? Open the window and walk out the window. It's out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fun. Um, is there a private bathroom I get, or is it the public one that no, everyone else uses? Uh, public. Is it public? Job. Do the stall doors go all the way to the ground? I hate when the stall doors, you know what I hate? I hate when the stall doors don't go all the way to the ground. So if they don't go all the way, here's what I'll do, and I'll just say this. I'm just talking out loud. You don't even need to be here for this. But what I'll do is, even if they don't go all the way to the ground, I'll say, let's make a couple with them go. It's as simple as a door. Do you have a bathroom contact number just so I can kind of leapfrog any uh, logistical problems? Who's the secretary? Should I talk to? No. uh, I'm I'm here. It's probably her. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. We're all friends here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. Um, Okay. Well, um, can I have your tie? (laughs) So the superintendent had to drive home to get his badge and bring it back to give it to Rodriguez. Honey, you're back early. Be back. Rodriguez immediately took it and drove to his hometown and showed the badge off to everybody in his town. And that's a good sign, right? Where that's your first thing to do? Two days later, the Republic reported Rodriguez was being investigated for murder after he had chased someone across the border into Mexico and executed him. Uh, Okay, so probably why he was showing the badge off. He's like, can you believe this shit? I murdered. Evan thought the investigation was an attempt to embarrass him by the attorney general, even though the murder had happened way before and the investigation had already started, before he picked him. 
So it is probably more of a tactic to just stifle anyone calling for resignation. No, I think he's out he of his fucking mind. Out of his mind. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Good. Ralph Wright was picked to be the director of the Department of Reven- Revenue. Of course, Evan right. said he was, quote, very well positioned in the business world. Normally, we wouldn't be able to entice a man of his qualifications. It was quickly learned Ralph's bank had been blown up six years earlier and then gone bankrupt, and he was now the manager of a Swenson's ice cream parlor. He withdrew his nomination the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So your bank's pretty good, huh? Well, I mean, okay. Well, you still got a bank. I mean, your bank gets blown up. There's uh, probably some... What do you... Just some stuff going on there. Uh, like, banks usually don't get bills? blown up. Like, people rob blank- banks, but they don't, like, blow it up. You know what um, I mean? A lot, like of banks, that's a, lot of banks. That's a bad sign a when your blow. bank gets blown up. I don't I don't know. Then declaring bankruptcy? It's it doesn't like seem like those are in conjunction. Anyway. In business with people who would blow up a bank? Like, people nah, are mad at the, the bank? bank? I think you're thinking of another business. Banks pop all the time. Yeah. That's why they're called the balloons of buildings. And then you went bankrupt with your bank? Well, it's called bankrupt. Okay. It's different. It's when your building blows up, then you go declare bankruptcy. And now you're just an ice cream manager? Well, I mean, look, you'd be surprised how applicable all the bank skills are to being able to scoop ice cream into different cones. Yeah. It's sort of like, I always look at it as waffle cone, checking, cup, savings, little baseball helmet, credit card. And so I'm always given which, where do you want to put, I always even say that. I go, which account do you want it in? And people go, what does that mean? I go, waffle count is checking. And uh, so you'd be surprised. It's very similar. It's very, Sherbert is uh, Bonds. Yeah, we're done. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I was having a hell of a time talking to you. And it's just, just, just uh, strange no, to hear that no. you're having a negative experience. Uh, very much so. Would you like a little no. bit of... Bonds and maybe a <laughs> checking account. So Donna Carlson thought a few of Evans' nominees to head departments were quote frightening. <laughs> he cared about loyalty, not expertise. Uh-huh. And he wasn't running his picks by Republicans in the Senate who had to approve them. Okay. <laughs> his appointee for education was testifying and said, quote, if a student wants to say that the world is flat, the teacher doesn't have the right to prove otherwise. Wow. <laughs> Well, did you hear that shit about, did you hear that leaked uh, audio from that, like, Texas teachers meeting? Oh, the Holocaust? Yeah, yeah, where she's like, you know, so say you're teaching the Holocaust. Maybe it's a good idea to teach the other side, too. <laughs> it's like the other, I'm sorry, the Nazi side? Well, that's, that's what he's, they're trying to get at, teaching right. the other side of slavery. Right. That's where that's going. Uh, of course. When asked uh, if, this, if this was true about the teacher and student, Evan said, yes, it was. Reporters heard Evan was going to create a new state anti-drug force and asked his assistant who denied it right as Evan was announcing it. Uh, so he's literally so announcing it. So the guy's like, it. that's crazy. Of course Yeah, not. we're not going to do that. And right then I've he's... I've got a new bold plan. Move over, Scooter. He <laughs> said he was creating the Arizona Drug Control Service with 200 officers. He named Horace Lee Watkins to head it. Remember Good, Watkins? Yeah. Watkins the guy who helped him get the loan. Yeah. Watkins uh, resigned. Weird how that works. Uh, yeah, but Watkins resigned within a month because okay. of all the shit that came out about him. Uh-huh. And Donna Sue re- soon realized Horace had been Evans' bagman during the campaign. So she's she's like, 
she's oh fuck, there's something wrong. She's starting to realize because she is as horrible as she is with the John Bircher stuff and the against the equal rights. She's member. still like, she's, I have lines. Yeah, she's like, well, <laughs> they're what, terrible. Not crime, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. Uh, the governor's office in Arizona is called the ninth floor. Sure. I, it's in a big building, I guess. Um, secretaries treated anyone who had not worked on Evans' campaign like shit. So there's a there's right. a bunch of staff that have always been there, like in the White House's staff that are always there. Sure. And, and um, everyone in the office was constantly described as inept, including the chief of staff. One House rep wondered how they could have an entire office of people angry at the system. Yeah, I. That's what I, always, I mean, I thought I, that was how like Trump ran uh, in the last election yeah. was like it was like what's. You're the president. Like he was it's, like he was running against the president. It's but it was the like, whole you're Republican the Party now. They're all oh, against yeah. the government. Yes. Evan appointed his ex-campaign worker slash private investigator as a special investigator to look into state corruption. Observing him, this guy, a reporter uh, said it was as, as if the governor had grabbed some construction worker for the job. Like sure. the guy clearly had no idea what he was doing. Right. He's just like picking people who like him. Right, right. Or yeah. gave him money or whatever. Right. right. Or just weren't against him. Yes, men. Yeah. Days later, it was reported he lied about his arrest when he applied to be a PI in the military. He went to the brig for two months for threatening a prisoner with a gun. I mean, like, it doesn't even seem like it's deep vetting. It's not. They're not it vetting like at all. It seems like it's just like talk to someone who knows him. There's literally no vetting at all. Right. There's no vetting. Right. The investigator it's called. Kind of exciting in a way. Uh, the investigator called the reporter who broke the story slime and threatened to break a chair over his head. Well, I think we know who slime is. <laughs> Clearly we know who slime is. And then he withdrew his name from consideration. You violent piece of shit. I ought to kill you. Papers broke more informa- information about Rodriguez. He had been accused of rape when he was a cop. He broke a woman's back taking her out of a car. He beat up a man outside I, a I don't, golf course. Taking her out of a car, yeah. The murder happened when he shot an unarmed man in custody, and Rodriguez denied all of it. He said he'd never been convicted, uh, but he was withdrawn as an appointee. Still, I feel like he should be, like, we should take another look at him for maybe some of these <laughs> crimes that he's out on the streets for. Evan said uh, he had to be withdrawn because the Senate would not give him a fair hearing. <laughs> They're not going to be able to drop that bias They're because gonna, he was a murderer and broke some backs. Yeah, and, it's like... Uh, I mean, honestly... They're not the, going to look at both sides. The thing the thing that I hate is that in politics, impartiality is officially dead. Yeah. I mean, you may as well chase impartiality to the middle of the Mexican desert and just shoot it in the back of the yeah. head execution style. That's okay? right. Okay? That's how gone it is. That's right. Impartiality used to be the kind of thing that you did not need to drive across a border to shoot execution style. Yeah. What but America here we are. Good. It is a sad state of affairs. America's lost. When when you take down unbiased opinions, put it on its knees, yeah. and put a bullet in the back of its head like it's a rabid dog. That's right. I got you. I'm with you, brother. <sighs> well, you're my new chief. Thank you. The attorney general. What do you do? Uh, you're just sitting here taking a crap near a cactus. Do you have a job? <laughs> You're not a new chief of staff. So the attorney general is delaying criminal investigations into uh, just anything because it, 
his office was spending so much time looking into Evans and Poitiers. I mean, just like, <laughs> <laughs> Despite all this, Evans still has a very loyal following. Uh-huh, of course. Because, the, Dave, God picked him. God picked him. The Speaker of the House, quote, certain people would vote for Evan Meacham if he raped a nun on this courthouse steps. Sorry, I mean, we thought, like, shoot him on Fifth Avenue was aggressive. <laughs> who was the one who was like, ah, how can I make this really, let me mad lib this sentence up a little bit. Instead of shoot, rape would be good. Fifth Avenue, nun on church steps. Some Mormons were now using support of Evan as a test for being faithful. So some Mormons publicly said... What cult? Critics of Evan were a threat to the church. So the church is splitting. Yes, but again, I mean, how fickle is your church when one dude is like the house of God? Is that shatterable? One woman asked that the church take action against a political cartoonist who was critical of Evan. And the cartoonist's father was president of the LDS. I mean, what the fuck? The governor's supporters were aggressive. I just, it's like, it would be one thing if, it, if there were these, I mean, I guess it's just whatever your dumb opinions were formed as a child. Go ahead. Well, so the governor's supporters were aggressively vocal, which led to church members being too scared to speak up. Right. Evan believed he had been made governor by God. Sure. His mentor, a professional at BYU. I mean, that, you should be locked up. Well, but that's tons of people. That's I know, like, but that should be like a test of how we're like. That's like George Bush. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, but that should be, anytime God tells you to run for something, yeah, that should be like, we should just, it should be. We should just be like, eh, no, no, no that's not, not how it works. Uh, his mentor, a professor at BYU and a right-wing religious leader, said, quote, he would attain the governorship to help America from going to hell in the handbasket of socialism. And I that just, Evan was a modern-day Isaiah. So, you know, they are always scared of socialism, which isn't fucking happening anywhere. We're the least socialist fucking country in the world. Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, I just, I haven't read the fucking Bible, but I mean, I've... It's in there. Yeah, pretty much. Page it's like, two is about socialism. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> In the office. Have you not heard of the bread tax? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a loaf tax we passed. In the office, workers who had not revealed their religion were suddenly, un- uh, suddenly announcing that they were LDS. The Mormons acted in unison. Staffers who had worked there for years started keeping quiet around their Mormon coworkers because they were worried they were spies and would rat them out. Perfect. Evan had a huge picture of himself right behind his office chair. That's always a very good sign. Near elevators, near the elevators, was a picture of Evan and a black athlete. Because, Dave, I really, you know, he has some black friends. The name of the black athlete did not match the person in the picture. But, uh, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Can I just jump in real quick? Because I feel like you're going to point to that as in some way like, like he's... I don't even want to say using, but for lack of a better term, that he's just sort of uh, that. uh, How do I put this? You're going to say that it's racist for a guy who's been accused of racism constantly because he is racist to put up a picture of a black man and get the name wrong. You're going to make that sound racist. Oh, that's him. Yeah. That toupee is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Do they make teeth toupees? Uh, yeah, they should do that. That'd be great. 
Um, so, right. So it's fracturing the office. It's fracturing the Mormons, right? Which is a weird thing. Um, Our underpants are ripping. Evan's press secretary is horrific at his job. He doesn't return reporters' calls. He never n- knew what was going on with the governor. Once a week, he would send reporters somewhere saying the governor was speaking very far away, but then it would turn out he wasn't speaking there, and he just had just, just sent them off. <laughs> uh, it's so hard because it's like you're at the point where, like, the media that does have access to politicians are so disappointing that sending them far on far drives for nothingness, there is something gratifying yeah, about I that. Yeah, I like that. Like these are actually good. Jim Acosta in the middle of a desert. These, yeah, these are good. Reports, these are good reports. Actually, reading one of the guy, the guy who wrote the book that I went off was was one of the reporters. They're they're pretty good. Um, the press secretary became convinced the reporters were eavesdropping on staff meetings, probably because they're hearing everything through leaks. You know? Right, right. He put a radio on the floor and blasted rock music to scramble the bugs. Who did? This the press secretary. So when there's <laughs> when there's meetings, rock music. It must have been Christian rock. He's, he must have been. Yeah. But so when there's rock me when there's right. meetings, he's they're doing. Hey, what it's you uh, a little hard to have um, a meeting right now. <laughs> Do you understand? Don't worry. It, this is off the record. It's Blue oyster cult. Don't worry. I changed the word reaper from. Well, actually, no, it's it works. Creeper. Yeah, that's good. Don't fear the creeper. Don't forget the creeper. Yeah, it's good. I need more. Okay, let's take it from the top. (laughs) (laughs) The reporters saw metal strips on the inside of the door. So he's putting strips around the frame of the door thinking that'll stop the... Sure, yeah, because the auditory senses are gas. His press releases often misspelled words and sometimes were just full of blatant lies. He once tried to leak a story about a political opponent, but was so over the top, the reporter wrote his story about the bad leak attempt. Oh, wow. They're like, <laughs> uh, this is actually, the story is the story. <laughs> so we're only a month in. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think this was, I thought we were like a, We're a month in. I, thought we were, I mean, this is, sounds like years. Yeah. Years. Yeah, it's almost like every day is, is an seeming a lot longer yes, than it. Right, yeah, weird. Right. It does make your life feel longer. Yeah. Right? Uh, so a month in, everyone was riding with police security. A, he had previously – so he's riding in the car, and he, he had previously asked an officer about his feelings about MLK Day, which you're not supposed to do. And the officer said, I can't talk about politics. Okay. Wow. What a time. Because they're – yeah, they're not supposed to. So Evan – now he's writing with another officer, and he asks about the previous officer. He's like, what's oh. up with that guy? And he says, quote, does he have any black blood? Oh, my God. Which is just a question you ask because people. I'm, in- because I'm friends with a lot of people who do. <laughs> I know a lot of black blood people. I know a lot of black I'm, blood. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on a basketball team with a black blood guy. I'm a racial vampire. <laughs> does he have black blood? I just need to know. And the officer said, no, he's a full-blooded Hispanic. And Evan says, we'll transfer him. Wow. Just because he wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, he had previously asked for a female officer to be transferred because he didn't want to be alone with a woman. Oh, God. Do these people sound familiar at all? Yeah, no, no. There's nothing about this that sounds familiar. Mother won't let me. A columnist for the Gazette wrote a satirical piece about Evan at a governor's conference. So Evan banned him from press conferences. Okay. Quote, as far as I'm concerned, he is a non-person. That's it. 
I mean, what Bible did you read? <laughs> what, the fuck? what is the, I mean, uh, is there a page missing from most Bibles that's like, and off the record, Jesus was a total backstage diva. God, did he hate others. So the press attacks Evan because they're mad about this. So he said the columnist should attend press conferences again. So he's like, okay, he can go again. But now he just ignores him. Okay, so that's cool. So the other reporters start just asking the question right. that the guy wants to right, ask. Right. And finally, Evan walked off out of the press conference, and this was played all over the news. I, I, that's great. How did—I mean, the—you the, just sound so paranoid if, as a person in a role of leadership, you're basically going like— is that your question, or did he ask you to ask that question? Like, just answer the fucking question. <laughs> Later, when asked why he didn't answer the columnist's question, quote, who? Was he there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other problem, is they're funny. Yeah, it's, like, I absurdly mean, funny. I don't know how funny he was. He might have been funny. It's uh, yeah, He's not like, like Trump had a definitely a funny edge to him. Yeah. Uh, which was the main... It's, the main reason he was able to get away with everything it's he did. This, it's the, like, he rode that taboo line, but it was like, it really, the way that uh, alliteration hacked the minds of, like, 40% of the population, shifty shift. Yeah. It's like, that's enough for you? Yeah, it is. Just. <laughs> uh, so a month and a half later, Evan said at a press conference, quote, you want to see history made? He's now going to become a person. And then he answered the columnist question. So he's like, I'm a kingmaker. Yeah. Evan decided the media in Phoenix was out to get him. A Republican legislator. They treat me like I'm terrible. A Republican legislator, quote, this has gone from day to day shooting himself in the foot to blowing his brains out every day. Wow. He attacked the press so often that the press became the story also. Newspaper subscriptions shot up. Right. The media the began writing about Evans' constant temper tantrums during meet in, meetings, and he publicly attacked reporters every day. So now you are in the zone of like, yeah, I mean, where have we? Where have A we? shitty governor is good for media Business. making money. Yeah, he's good for media making money. So the media is faced with the decision of, you know, not sensationalizing the sensational for money. Or being really sort I mean, of st- straightforward. Ideally, with media, they would just get money from the government and no oversight, and they can't look at ratings or yeah. paper yeah. sales or, make, yeah, or make, anything. Right, right. They just Ad don't know yeah. what it is. Right, right. Um, imagine. Imagine. So uh, Evan ran on bringing his business know-how to the job. Right. He's like, I'm a businessman. I'm going to bring that to the governor's office. Because because if you if you know anything about government, it's about making money. Yeah, uh, reporters now dug into his business background. So they're like, all right, let's see what this guy's about. Uh, don't do that. It turns out he had he had uh, gotten gone into a Tacoma dealership with partners. And at one point he borrowed money from the business to buy himself jewelry. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That's a business write off. Right. That's. What jewelry? I don't know. It's like so rings? fucking funny. <laughs> A crown? <laughs> uh, I need a cane with diamonds. All in right. And have you heard of the governor's jewels? 
This is where we keep most of it. He had also taken out a $130,000 loan against the business and given it to his Arizona dealership, but the partners didn't know this. So, so. the partners sued Evan, and then Evan agreed to buy them out. And he's like, okay, let's just end this. I'll buy you out. But he was late on the installments. And then when he became governor, he just stopped paying them all together. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm governor now. What are, you, what are you going to do? I think that's legal. Yeah. I've like, not found an illegality in what you just made. It's like, wait, this is pretty close to when Nixon had said uh, if the governor, if the president does it, it's not illegal. If the president does it, then it's not a crime. His second appointee for the Department of Revenue, uh, turns out he had not paid taxes. Okay. So it's, he's like, I like that about you. <laughs> and his company had been suspended for not having insurance. This guy's good. Good business. <laughs> The guy who was still running the department said it was a crime to not file an income tax return on time, so Evan fired him. You, you, you go. The, you think that? You go. You, with the bad stuff, stay. So, this is good. So then the Senate did not confirm his appointee. Hmm. What, they, about, what, about it, what about him? Is there... The one thing a guy uh, who's taken over the Department of Revenue ha- has to have had is to pay his taxes. He, paid, he has to pay his taxes. Well, I mean, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Evan fucking loses it, and he calls a press conference and said the Senate was rejecting the governor. He said the, his appointee would be the number two man at the Department of Revenue. So now he's going to put the guy in the job as number two. So and just tell him to he run just it. Do it by appointment. Yeah, right. Because that's not yeah, that's not right. And then he just confirmed. like puts a dog up for the real. Ju- yeah, okay. He's now really losing his shit over the press. In a meeting with two well, what, what, five weeks in, <laughs> you know, <we're> like, <laughs> in a meeting with two senators, Evan spent the entire time raging about that columnist that he hated. Okay, he called him a son of a bitch over and over and over. One senator quote: "He seemed almost possessed. <laughs> it was uh, troubling at minimum." Now, no legislators in Arizona will meet with the governor alone. They're that, all that's like, good. "We have to." <laughs> What, they're gonna scare. They're gonna be killed. Wait, like, we need a. Um, we need, need a, uh, what would witness? be a. Uh, I guess congressional chaperone. <laughs> I don't really know how else to put this. We would love it if someone would escort us just in case. You know, just security to meet with the guy in charge. <laughs> you watch me. I watch you. We got each other's backs. Uh-huh. Let's go into the yeah. Meeting. Before they go in the meeting, they're like, "All right, we go in there. We do the two, and then we get ready." They're doing Navy yes. Seal eye. <laughs> And okay. then, Duck, if yes. he looks, makes eye contact, you look at me, yep. I'll do the same thing. We'll pretend we're taking okay. phone calls if he gets engaged, okay? okay. Ready? Guys, okay. we can meet with this son of a bitch. We can, we do, can this. do this, okay? We can do this. Game face. And this is what we train for. Let's, let's go, go press. <laughs> so Donna Carlson's life becomes hell. Her job was to work with the legislature to keep things going smoothly. <laughs> But he's and that's not fucking, happening? He's a fucking lunatic. That's not happening? She constantly had to come up with excuses for the latest horrible thing that Evan had said. She began breaking down. She would now just go to legislators' offices and talk to them and just start bawling and crying. So what brings you here today? <laughs> Is there something to talk about? I wanted about? to talk about the equal uh-huh. rights amendment. Okay, well, we'd love to talk about the equal rights amendment. What is it? Here, take, take this beach towel. Uh, what is it about the uh, equal rights amendment? that? Uh, huh? Yeah, it's but so we fucking crazy. I understand that, but what, what, what we're trying to God said okay. it. God picked him. It's okay, but yeah, but you, but you, you're you're here to pitch him to us. I thought he hired a murderer. Yeah, but you need. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I understand, but at some point, I think you need. Like that's our point. That's oh, here. Take another. 
Take another beach towel. Uh, just, um, it's just that you, I don't feel like you're selling his agenda. I'm going to ball up on the floor. Okay, well, here, there's, actually, I, have a, I slept here a few weeks ago. There's a pillow here if you want to. Uh, I'm okay. here to talk about that, getting a tax bank for a pencil factory. <laughs> you, you, your eyes were closing. Go back to, go closer. Shh, shh, I think, I think that went pretty well. I think that went pretty well. Uh, Republican senators met with Evan to try to smooth things out. And when they brought up... <laughs> Imagine, like, we'll go meet with him. <laughs> That'll fix it. When they brought up that Evan had been asking people to pressure senators, Evan stood up and yelled, quote, You've never helped me! <laughs> Is that a yes, sir? <laughs> The less legislatures now began discussing Evan's psychosis. Sure. In a meeting with legislators, Evan was told his drug bill wouldn't get out of committee. How did you know I was doing drugs? Oops, sorry. And he screamed at them. He yelled he would get the Speaker of the House, quote, because he doesn't have any balls. Some in the government started consulting with psychologists to figure out how to deal with Evan. <gasps> oh, my God. And not just him. It was everyone around him, the people in his office. Yeah, because he's installing these psychos. Yeah, everyone's yeah, right. fucking nuts. It spreads. One legislator, quote, white trash had come to the Capitol. Okay. So that's interesting. We're going to have a white trash day. Because it's not, it's not white trash. It's, it's people outside from outside the city. But it's not that they're white, quote unquote, white trash yeah, or whatever. It's that, that, it's, it's that they have trash morals. No, they have. Well, they don't have morals. They right. don't have. Uh, their ideology is essentially fascist. They just want what they want. Yeah, they don't care what happens to anybody. Else. So it's not. It's it's a. But that's just a catch-all term that people use. Right. An offensive catch-all term, but yeah. it's like. You're not you're not pointing out what the real problem is, which is this is a Anytime religious, that, fascist, crazy, you know. And it happens all the time now where it's like you can't let someone's – I mean just corrupt is corrupt. You just have to judge yeah. it. Based. That is – that's that's the race of our government. I mean there's plenty of people who come from rural areas and been, yeah. and been you know. Great and – Yeah. So yeah. Evan's people didn't have the normal social graces. Interesting. They wore polyester. They were not smart. Explaining well, pointed out by the dressing. <laughs> explaining basic stuff to them was insanely frustrating. They uh-huh. did not use correct English. Sure. They were demeaning to anyone not in their group. Right. Politeness did not exist. Common courtesy was non-existent. They all had complete loyalty to the governor and acted like a smug clan. Sounds like he's God. So they're assholes in power, basically. Yeah, right. And they, and they hate, they've always hated, right? They, this is the elites against the non-elites. They've yeah. always hated them. Right. Inside the ninth floor, people realized he valued loyalty over competence, and the office was divided by religion. Mormons thought they were more loyal to, the, to Evan than others, one of his special assistants, a woman, was called the Black Widow because she made enemy lists and used her power to settle scores in the office. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> God damn. There were a lot of fights. Mormon. There were a lot of fights because the workers were both incompetent and volatile. That's a great combo. Uh, but Evan didn't return the loyalty he received. For one legislator who stood by him, it was a one-way street. When he called Evan to ask for something, the governor would blow it off and call the legislator, legislator quote, a nobody. So there we go. 
What do yeah, you get for it? So do, do, hates the people who don't do their bidding, disrespects as like a dog the people who do. Yeah. Right? That's right. that's the... Yeah. There's no winning. Yeah. Uh, Evan was always traveling in state. He often gave three speeches a day. Wow. Does it sound like anybody? No. Haven't... Haven't put my finger quite on it. His wife packed his lunches. He obviously treated Democrats them worse than Republicans. When a Dem legislator suggested the governor ease up on a tax, Evan said, quote, I just did that to let you know I can urinate on you anytime I want. Which is the new bill that we're submitting for <laughs> approval. We'd like a vote on it. The I'm governor's allowed to piss in the mouth of anyone talking bullshit. Uh, I want to be peed on, sir. Look, the governor is now officially allowed to piss in your mouth if you're talking dumb shit. So if we all, as a group, decide that you is talking some stupid bullshit, we are going to what is called birdbath your mouth. Fill me That's up. where we're going to make you open your mouth. Yep. We will fill it with urine. Yep. And then we'll put a, what, the smallest one of us will start bathing in your urine bath mouth. That's my thing. That's our thing. Mm. I love it. The people of Arizona sent us here to make changes, and among those changes will be the allowance for urinating in the skulls of dipshits. I like it. Thank you. Evan said now said... And you pay gas prices. (laughs) Evan said now to to get his message out, because the papers weren't getting his message out, obviously... Uh, He was going to write two columns a week. What's the message? (laughs) No, fuck, I don't know. Fuck you, I guess? Yeah. So it won't filter through reporters, and they'll just get it sure, in the papers. Right. But the Green Valley News reported of six columns, only two arrived on time. And the other four, they had to call the ninth floor and were just blown off by staffers. Like, staffers would just be like, yeah, yeah, it's not there, and just hang up on them. And okay. So, the it, yeah, it's not working. Right. <laughs> now, because the state is getting pummeled over the boycotts about MLK Day. Sure. On June 18th, the governor announced the creation of a sort of MLK Day. He declared the third Sunday in January to be a Martin Luther King Jr. Civil Rights Day, but not a state holiday. Yeah. You get Sunday off. A critic said, quote, Mr. Meacham has just created the state's first non-holiday. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> It's like having a National yeah. Bread Day. Yeah, right. It's well, yeah. It's totally. Sunday. In July, Evan went to the Western Governors Association in Utah. So all the governors gather. Okay. Other governors completely avoided him. Sure. He was interviewed at a Salt Lake City TV station and asked about the NBA canceling their Arizona convention. Oh, good God. Evan, quote, well, the NBA, I guess they forgot how many white people they get coming to watch them play. This obviously made national news. It's amazing because it's like he just—it's basically what happened before too, where you're just like, I don't know if I can process what he's saying, and you yeah. know what I mean. You're just like so you're kind of punch drunk with how many things he says that are just fucking nuts. The next day, Sports Illustrated began running an Evan Meacham scorecard to keep track of his nonsense. Okay, Sports Illustrated. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. The recall campaign was rolling along. They had to wait six months. Uh, well, to that's going to be a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I know. To get uh, an elected official recalled, but they started the campaign on the first day. Right. 
The guy who started it was named Ed Buck. It gained momentum each day. Buck was gay, and the governor's staff decided to make the recall about his gayness. Sure. So one of Evan's staff held a press conference to go after Buck's gay lifestyle. What is that? I can't. I don't even want to know what. Now, Buck didn't have a clean record. He'd been busted for forging prescriptions and touching a dude's junk in a store. But Buck made the the recall about Evan, and the governor made it about Buck right. being gay and right. a bad person. A guy, a guy who is not in government in any way, not asking for votes. Yeah, they're like, well, the, that's the story. That yeah. So in May, Buck created a recall campaign. He went on talk shows, as did a teenager named Kip Shippy. Hello, it's <laughs> I, Kip Shippy. Now he's like sixteen. Uh huh. But he had formed the Evan Meacham fan club. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. He must have been so popular at his school. Oh, my God. They often went head-to-head on talk shows. So, so it's, they're bringing... It's a, it's a gay dude and a 16-year-old Evan Meacham fan who are constantly debating the recall. You know, it really sounds like a model for media. <laughs> but also it's like... Again, what it, the the facts are what the story is. It shouldn't, you know what I mean? That's what is always, you, you elevate one side arguing. Like, that's the point of the news networks now, is to bring on one person who thinks something close to rational, mm-hmm. and then one person who thinks something bonkers. And you're right. like, you get two minutes, and you get two minutes. Yeah. So... Shippy attacked Buck about being gay in a very ugly fashion. But like, like what, whatever just, words, like you know, on whatever any show, would it, I mean, ideally an audience would be like, okay, so what does that have to do with that? Yeah, but no. But instead but, people are like. Well, you're talking about like, really, really religious people. Yeah, right, right. So it is. It's invalidating a media. It is invalidating. Yeah. He was encouraged uh, by Evan's staff. So Shippy's staff is pushing, pushing him to, you know. Go. Hey, uh, Yip Shippy, the governor would like to meet with you about your homophobic rants. It's Kip Shippy. Kip Shippy, sorry. Wow. Sorry. Shippy went to the ninth floor as a volunteer. My name's Yip Shippy, and I don't do things like that. Uh, so he's going to the ninth floor. Shippy is? Yeah. Kip Shippy. He was pushed as Evan's biggest supporter, which led to him being all over TV and the radio. Sure. So uh, and again, this is a 16-year-old named Kip Shippy. That's is right. The person who they're like, hey, this is our Joe the Plumber. Yeah, that's right. Kip Shippy. Buck's group kept gathering recall signatures. Evan's staff sent out bumper stickers reading Queer Ed Buck's Recall. Jesus Christ. Then a Gazette reporter went to ship. Honey, house. I upgraded the Oldsmobile. <laughs> I think you're going to like what I did. Uh, uh, no, that's terrible. Uh, no. Now look at it. Now people know we're no. fucking horrid. <laughs> Isn't that great? Instead of people having to wonder why I don't signal when getting off of the freeway and I'm signaling left when I'm not doing shit and why I always honk and stop and act like a prick, now people will know. It's because we're abysmal fucks. So a reporter goes to Shippy's house to interview him, and there he drops a bomb. <laughs> what what, what asks, does Shippy have up He there? asked Shippy about his conviction for child molestation when he was 14. Um, Shippy immediately said Ed Buck's sexuality was no longer an issue and begged the reporter not to tell the public. Wow, that's quite a quote. Uh, on the contrary. Ed had known for months and never brought it up. Wow. He just told Chippy it would eventually come out. 
Wow. Evan immediately did everything he could to distance himself from his biggest fan. Yeah, but you've already docked the Kip Shippy. The press secretary said, quote, we never really opened our arms to him. Well, to be honest, uh, we didn't like the kind of Kip Chippy's jib, to be totally frank with you. Uh, the whole time we, you know, the truth is that it would, think about it. Uh-huh. It would be highly irregular for us to hire a 16-year-old named Kip Shippy. If you think about it. Wouldn't that be just be strange? No, it doesn't seem strange at all. Well, it's not something we would do. We'd find it pretty awkward, to be honest. We want the facts and the policies to do the debating for us. Mm. We're not going to put the wind in the sail of some, I don't know, kip ship or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Uh, we actually did find a nine-year-old who is a huge Evan fan, and um, he dresses like a fireman, so we're going to call him (laughs) Fireman Carl. Okay. Uh, But he's going to kind go out there now and sort of talk about what we want and what we're after. What about so, an adult, though? We're not finding a lot of adults who are vibing with the message anymore, <laughs> so we've decided we're going to step it up. We have this nine-year-old here, uh-huh. and then we have a dog who uh-huh. is uh, able to bark when we snap our fingers, and uh, he's also going to do a lot of the debating for us, too. He wears a cape. So um, so we got the kid dressed like a fireman and the dog with the cape, and they're kind of going to be out there pushing the uh, rhetoric for us. So if you guys have any... Uh, by the way, again, Kip Shippy, uh, new thank you, <laughs> but Fireman Carl and the dog with the cape will now be out there uh, talking on our behalf. Thank you so much. And we're rehiring Kip Shippy. I'll be honest, <laughs> we've rehired Kip. We love him! Uh... The staff said Shippy always contacted the governor, not the other way around. Well, but uh, that's... uh, As far as the child molestation, the Meacham party chairman said, quote, he's corrected himself. He's not doing it anymore. He stopped molesting kids months ago. I don't see how you can compare this to someone who's a homosexual and continues to be a homosexual. Yes, how dare you? You're, I mean, that is so, like... It's just, you are the leader of Backward Town. I mean, when you're like, look, look, we're not going to, look, a man molests a child in the privacy of his own home, but two grown men? Come on! Jesus. Uh, So they also said he'd never been on staff, so they never checked his background. Again, they're not vetting anybody. (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody. You hired a murderer. They fucking, (laughs) you hired a kid with a fucking child molestation? Yes, and you hired a murderer. Also, what the fuck are Kip's parents doing? Of course this was going to come out. (laughs) What are you doing? I think, Dave, we're all wondering where the shippies are on this. Where is Ken and Kath shippy? So Evan finally came out and said, quote, it wasn't embarrassing to me. It didn't have an effect on me and my administration. I've never been a child molester. I got a clean life. Why should it affect me? All I do is hire a child molester. I, I just elevate them. I'm not them. But Shippy still loves Evan. Of course. And he kept the Evan Meacham fan club going. At this point, is he like, don't help? Tries to speak for him in public. And, and he's probably like, please, enough. <laughs> Evan is my best friend. There's not anything we disagree on. So at the end of June, some Republican legislators formed a group and went public, announcing they were against Evan Meacham. Okay. They became known as the Dirty Dozen. They read a statement listing his failures and said Republicans were becoming known for having, quote, a lock on the bigot vote, the anti-intellectual vote. And the homophobic It's vote. called the Southern Strategy, prick. But Republicans were split. Some still backed Evan. 
GOP leaders Why? met. I mean, just literally because it's like he's a, he's a Christian. He's in power. He's, he's, a, he's a religious mind. They will always get behind the person in power. Right. That's how they do it. GOP letters met at the party chairman's house. They knew going down this path would destroy the party. They should call it the G.O.D. Go ahead. The chairman still thought he could make it work between the two camps, so he approached the Dirty Dozen leader, but it didn't go as expected. He told the chairman they were discussing impeaching the governor, not trying to figure out how to get along. Well, that's... We're not going to get along if that's what you're pushing. That's going to make <laughs> relations pretty difficult. That's the end of episode one. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know if I have a enough. Um, I can't. Where do we go? Are we going? Oh, it's crazy. I just. It gets so crazy. I just. The sources for this episode, uh, the book High Crimes and Misdemeanors by Ronald J. Watkins. Uh, Spin Magazine, May 1988, Bart Bull, the article Antihero. The parallels are fucking incredible. Well, they're already nuts. But the reason the parallels are incredible, not it's not because Trump exists and Evan Meacham exists. It's because there's a giant segment of the population yeah. that wants this, yeah. and they crave it. And when that person comes along... It flips a switch in them. It turns well, them on. And it's and also it's also like if you're if you're able to let the Bible justify anything, mm-hmm. then nothing is off limits. I mean nothing. the second that you're like you know, the second that they carved out the flawed leader loophole, yeah. you know, the flawed messenger, a flawed messenger will come and he will then it's like, okay, so you guys are just it's like any fucking asshole. Yeah. Okay. As long as he says the right thing and holds the Bible up, you know, upside down in front of uh, whatever square it was. That's right. Yeah. That's all that fucking matters. Yeah. It's. Uh, I it's should just wild. only start associating and voting for Packer fans. <laughs> I mean, he seems great, but unfortunately, he doesn't like the the team that I like. The Green Bay Packers make an appearance in the next episode. You knew I was going to leave after this one. <laughs> Just trying to keep me around for sweeps. All right. Well. Oh, Jesus. I dropped it. You don't believe in God? Look what God just did to his mic. Aaron. The Lord is real, and he doth chosen Dave as an asshole. <laughs>